and welcome to episode 10 of Heather's podcast. Um, so I'm going to dive straight in because I kind of mentioned in episode nine what I wanted the um, topic of this podcast to be. So if you've listened to that episode, it was a while ago, it was like last month when I put it out, um, you'll kind of know. But today I want to talk about goals. I want to talk about um, setting goals, but I also want to talk about how you pick a goal and the reasons you pick a goal. So essentially your why for, for choosing a specific goal. Um, so I'm going to start off by talking about how, how we select goals for ourselves in fitness. And then I'm going to end the podcast talking about, okay, we've set our goal, we've picked our goal, we know what we want to achieve. Now, how do we go about breaking it down and actually doing it? So I think like we're all kind of like accustomed now um, in this day and age to be expected to have goals for ourselves to um not just in fitness but just in like general life you know like people talk about where do you want to be in five ten years time um what do you want to achieve um and so on and so forth um but it's actually really quite difficult i think to to pick goals and pick goals that you're actually going to stick to and you're actually going to um, stick to the process to be able to achieve them and I think the reason for that is is that very often we pick goals that are goals we feel like we should aim for or goals that other people have suggested we should aim for so not just I mean not even just in fitness but generally in life you know like most of us have this kind of idea that by a certain time period you know you should you should be in a certain level of um, seniority in your chosen career you should be at a certain point within your chosen career by a certain point in your life. We have the idea that, you know, by a certain point we should be settled down. And when we say settled down, you know, do we mean married? Do we mean living with someone? Do you mean having children? I think in general, we're all kind of conditioned to have these kind of like preconceived notions of what achievement looks like in life. And it can also be very much like that in fitness. Um, you know, we have these certain notions that we should be able to lift a certain amount of weight, we should be able to run a certain distance in a certain time, we should be able to do certain fitness tests, we should weigh a certain weight, we should be a certain dress size, we should look a certain way. Um, so very often we kind of think, do you know what, actually it's really obvious what my goals are. Like the number of people generally when you speak to people about, you know, why are you going to the gym, why do you want to start going to the gym, why do you want to see a PT? So often, you know, those goals are kind of like, oh, I want to lose some weight. Um, and it's largely because not necessarily the person wants to lose weight, but often just because we, as from society, we have these preconceived notions of what we should be like at certain points in our life, just from what we're brought up from. Now, obviously, I went into this at the kind of other end this there in my last podcast and I was talking about do you know what actually it's okay to go against the anti-diet culture that's out at the moment and it's okay to want to lose weight um even if there are societal pressures that have led you to thinking that because the fact of the matter is if you don't feel good if you don't feel comfortable um yes yeah, some of that might be because society puts unrealistic attainment of pressure that is unrealistic to attain on us and that's not good but equally do you know what if you do not feel great in yourself 
and therefore you want to do something to change that so you feel more confident, then that's absolutely fine. Um, but what I'm saying is when you're thinking about your goals, you do need to be aware of some of our goals are not necessarily things we as a person, as an individual, really, really care about or really, really want. But they're things that because of what we see and hear in the media, in everyday life, we might think that we are failing at certain things when actually we just aren't that bothered about those kind of things. Um, me and myself, you know, and sometimes I think to myself, oh, do you know what? You really should be a little bit more polished. You know, you should get your hair done more often. You should maybe get your nails done. You should wear more makeup. Um, you know, because these are dead simple things that you could do. Um, and you'd be a bit more girly. Um, but I'm genuinely, like, totally honestly, it bores the shit out of me. I'm not bothered. Um, you know, the idea of A, spending the amount of money and also sitting in a hairdresser's chair for like however long, every few weeks, really doesn't appeal to me. Um, I break nails like just the second I get them done. So it kind of feels like a waste of time. And I'm just kind of like, you know what, I'm not, at the moment my skin absolutely appalling. I'm covered in spots. In general, I have quite good skin. I don't feel unconfident not wearing makeup. So actually, do you know what? These kind of things that sometimes I think I look at social media, I look at society and I think I should do these things more often. Generally, really are not things I as a person actually assign that much value to. And so I think first of all, when you're setting goals, there is, or picking a goal for yourself, it is worth being aware that some of the goals that we kind of have in our head when we're kind of building our okay what should I work towards are in our heads because just in general we're brought up conditioned to think that we should be able to do certain things we should like him doing certain things we should look a certain way we should um, dress a certain way and so on and so forth and so just by being aware of that, you can kind of start to think about the things that you've got in your head as goals and think, but actually, why do I want that? So do I want that because I actually really fucking want that? Or do I want it because I feel like I should? Um, and if the answer is, you know, I want to lose weight because actually I would really feel better if I lost some weight, then it's a good goal and you have a good reason. And it doesn't matter if that also conforms with a stereotype within society. That doesn't matter. As long as it's something that actually you really care about. So I've said like recently, I'm not just 10, 40. I want, I don't feel, you know, tipped up. I know I felt better in the past. Um, and part of that is I know I feel a little bit bigger than I was. I've struggled to lose weight after lockdown. Um, and that affects my confidence. It affects my confidence a little bit, I think, in the way my clothes fit. When I look in the mirror, I suppose I'm used to looking in the mirror and seeing one thing and I'm looking in the mirror and seeing something different. And that's difficult confidence-wise, mentally. Um, and equally, it's harder to run. Like, I feel it more in my joints. I feel stiffer. Um, I do feel weaker. Um, I'm not lifting as heavy. And those things do not matter. They don't. It's okay. Things change. But I know in myself... I just feel a little bit com more confident, a little bit better in myself if I made some adjustments to move back to where I was. Probably not exactly where I was. I'm not teaching as many classes. I'm generally not as active as I was 
and I probably won't be because physically I don't think I want to go back to teaching 14 odd classes a week so I'm not going to get exactly where I was but I would I know that there are sort of small changes I can make that will make me feel better in myself and more confident in myself so my goal is quite stereotypical I guess of a general goal you would expect from the society but equally the reason for it is quite personal to me and it matters to me and I know it's going to have a positive impact on my life. The other thing that we can often do when we're goal setting or we're trying to pick a goal for ourselves to do is we can think oh I'll pick an activity, I'll pick a challenge to work towards. Now that's a great way of doing goals and generally as PTs we'll often recommend it because often if you find that you've got an outcome you've got a reason for doing something you're more likely to stick to it so if you said you know what i would like to go running every day well that's actually quite a hard goal to stick to because realistically some days you're not going to feel like running but if you say you know what i would like to run a marathon half marathon 10k whatever distance you want and you book a race suddenly you've got something to work towards there's a reason for you to go out and do that run every day so on the days where your motivation starts to wane there we go you have a reason it's why often um people who are dieting to fit into a wedding dress often are a lot more successful than people who are just generally on a diet to lose weight because you have a very specific reason and a very specific time period to get to it and obviously the reason is strong enough. So picking an event, picking a challenge can be a really good route to go down when selecting a goal for yourself. One of the things to question when you're doing that though is again your why for doing it. Because I'll be completely honest, so I ran a marathon back in 2015 yeah 2015 I ran the Manchester Marathon and I was not a runner um around about 2012 13 I wasn't a runner could barely run 500 meters um hated running and everything that it entailed I signed up for the Manchester 10k I ran that in 2014 um so that was my first ever sort of proper race I think I'd done a race for life way back a few years before um and that was 5k and i'd really struggled so this was like my first proper proper race 10k it felt like an immeasurable distance um i did it i did it like in a decent time like just over an hour i was dead happy with that um and kind of as soon as i did it people started saying oh like are you going to do a half marathon now because i was like all right then yeah okay um why not because it was kind of one of those things that it's almost like, all oh, right, so you've done that now. So the, the, the thing is to go up to the next distance. And I did a half marathon and then it was like, oh, you should do a marathon. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And so I did. So I signed up for a marathon and I ran it. Um, so I had the goal and the goal kept me to a training plan. And I did it and I trained um, and I got fitter and fitter and it was, that was great. Um, but... A large part of the reason that I stuck to the training plan was that I was just scared. Like, I was shitting myself. Um, you know, like, 
when I didn't want to train, yes, that marathon, the idea of that marathon completely and utterly got me out the door and it got me training because I was like terrified I wasn't going to be able to do it. But did I actually enjoy the process of training for a marathon? No, hated it. I got to the point where I really didn't particularly enjoy running. Um, and I was by that point literally getting out and doing the runs because I told people I was doing the marathon, I'd signed up for it. I was raising money for charity. Um, so I had lots of fear factors to motivate me to do it through the challenge, but I didn't really enjoy the process. So while the having a challenge, having a goal to reach to that's kind of like, you know, like, a, I know, Tough Mudder, a triathlon, whatever you want to do, something, an event that you're working towards, whilst it can be a really effective goal setting method if you're doing it because you kind of feel like it's probably the thing you should do and you don't really want to do it it can also be really fucking miserable um and i just i like i genuinely it put me off running for a little bit after the marathon because it just started to feel like a complete chore and i just i didn't have any love for it and I'd really kept on just increasing the distance and increasing the distance because it felt like the thing to do because I'd done one distance and everybody around you's automatic reaction is, oh, are you going to do the next distance then? Kind of, I suppose, in the way that as soon as someone gets married, the first thing your family members start asking you is, oh, when you're having kids. And as soon as you've had one, oh, is there another one on the way? It's that kind of humans, I think we have this kind of like, what's the next step? What was, what's the next step? What's the next step? As if each step is natural. And sometimes it can be really easy to get caught up in, in that, even though you don't particularly want to do that. And after the marathon, you know, people are like, oh, what's next, an ultra? And I was kind of like, no, that's it. I've done it now. You know what? It was a great achievement. I've done it. I'm never going to do that again. Now, I've since like slightly changed my stance and I have said, do you know what? If I got into the London Marathon and I put myself in the ballot every year, I would do the London Marathon because I feel like that's a big marathon. I feel like that's a day out. I feel like that would be a really special occasion. You know, makes me like I'm from London and all of the sights and sounds um, that you run past and everything, the whole scale of it. I feel like if I got placed in the London Marathon, the the will and the wish for me to do it would be strong enough, a strong enough reason and a strong enough why to motivate me through training. And I feel like I would probably get a lot more out of that than I did my original marathon training. But there's no other marathon that I would want to train for um, from what I've heard so far um, or have like, you know, read about other marathons and stuff that would make me want to train enough to do it again. So having a goal, um, a challenge goal, um, can be a really good way of sticking to something. But it's also, it's got to be a goal that you want to do for the right reasons. It's got to be a goal that you want to do because you want to do it. Not a goal that you want to do because you think you should, because it's the next step, because it's the next obvious thing. I know. Just coming past and always got to stop and stroke the dogs um so as normal i would just say as normal i am recording this unedited 
as I'm on a walk. So it might be a little bit windy because it is windy today and I am walking through a country park at the moment. So there are lots of dogs around. So I might well be stopping to walk and stroke a dog. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I think if it's, if it's a challenge that you like feel real passionate about, and it's a challenge that when you hear about it or read about it, you go, wow, I want to do that. I can imagine crossing that finish line. I can imagine a sense of achievement. And you get a real passion about it. Then I think that's a good one. That's that excitement of a challenge. If it's a challenge that you're doing because you're kind of like, oh, well, I've done a 10K, I've done a 5K, I've done a half marathon. So really the next thing is to do, another, do a marathon. Because what's doing the same thing again and again? If that's your mindset, then actually you're, yes, you've got the challenge and the challenge will probably keep you accountable, but will you enjoy it? Probably not because you're doing it because you feel like you have to, not because, or you feel like it's a good goal, not because it's a genuine goal that you feel any passion about. Um, Whereas I'm actually a lot more like now these days, do you know what? Unless I get into London, I am happy sticking at the half marathon stage and doing that again and again and again and again and again because it's a distance that I actually I find challenging. I find tough. It scares me. But I also quite enjoy um, the process is a lot more enjoyable for me than marathon training, a lot more achievable. And that's, I think, the key when you're setting goals. There's no right or wrong reason for wanting to do something and fear can be a great motivator um doing something that scares you can be a great motivator doing something because you think it will make you feel better about yourself and you feel crap at the moment about something and you want to feel better about that now that might sound quite negative but if it's genuinely something you feel within yourself then that's a great goal that's a great reason because yeah like you know there's lots of things you can do that sound positive you know like I want to lose weight because um I want to fit into my wedding dress and feel great walking down the aisle and that's a really nice like sounding positive sounding goal um and if it matters to you and you really believe it then that's brilliant and it's important to you um you know I I really want to do this particular event because like it fucking scares me up. I'm, do you know, I just think it would be absolutely great. I'm going to feel great after it. The achievement would feel amazing. I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to try that. That's absolutely great because it matters to you. And whether it matters to you and is a big goal because you, it scares you, it challenges you, it's going to help you grow. It's going to make you feel better about yourself. It's going to make you feel less worse about yourself. Like, none of those things are wrong. None of those things are better than other things or anything like that. But I think what matters and what's important when you're setting that goal is that it matters to you. Um, because the why needs to be something that you actually give a shit about. So, for example, Say you are, you're pretty lean, you're not overweight, you're pretty lean, you're pretty strong, you're, you've got muscle, um, and say you kind of think, do you know what, actually, what I'd really like now is to get to the point where I was sort of shredded. Absolutely fine goal. Fine. But why do you want to do it? So if the answer is, 
I want to do it because I feel like I'm already in pretty good shape, but I feel like I've got more in me. I feel like I've got the dedication in me to really get lean so my muscles show. I'd really like to do a photo shoot, for example, to keep for when I'm older, to show what kind of, you know, how strong and how fit I was. Um, I feel like it would be a great challenge. I feel like it would help me focus. The dedication would make me feel like I've really achieved something. And if that's why you think it, then that's like a pretty positive goal. You've got something very clear in your mind that really matters to you. If you're thinking like, oh, well, I really feel like I should do that because I feel like it's the next step because I'm already pretty lean. Um, but the only thing I don't have is I don't have physical abs. Um, and if realistically, it's just because you feel like, oh, well, people who are a bit like me normally have more visible abs and I don't. So like, that's kind of the next step. And that's literally the reason. Then the why about it and the thing that you're, the reason that you want to do it and why you care about it probably isn't that strong. It isn't that powerful or individual to you. And it's not to say it won't be a good goal to keep you on track and get you to where you want to be. But if the reason isn't particularly strong and important to you as to why you're doing it, while you might achieve it, you probably won't enjoy it very much. So I suppose my upshot is when you're selecting a goal, there are lots of different ways you can approach it. There can be negatives that you feel about yourself that you would like to improve. Um, there can be things where you feel like you're okay at this, but you would like to get better. There can be things where you're like, do you know what? I can't do this at the moment, but I would like to be able to do it. So I'm going to set myself that challenge. There can be goals where you're like, okay, I can already run, but I've never run that distance. Um, cycling, swimming, you know, all those kind of things. There can be events where you're like, I would like to do this particular challenge. Um, it could be, you know, I feel like I'm overweight, I feel like I can't run around after my kids, I feel like I'm getting less mobile as I get older and I don't want to be all stiff. There's lots of different reasons that you can pick goals and none of them are right, none of them are wrong, none of them are better than others and lots of them, but most of them, when approached in the right way, if you want to stick to that goal, and you absolutely believe it, whether it's a negative connotation that's the reason that you want to hit it or a positive, if you think, if, you, if it really matters to you, that goal will help you. But that's the thing, it has to really matter to you because when it really matters to you, you can start to enjoy the process because as you start to get close to the goal and you start to see benefits, whatever those benefits may be, because the goal matters to you, because the reasons matter to you, you'll start to enjoy it, you'll start to feel good about it, you'll want to continue. It's much easier to, to integrate things into your lifestyle when it matters to you. Whereas if it's something you just think you should do, or someone else thinks you should do, it can 
you can do it, but it can be a lot more miserable. It can be a lot less enjoyable. Um, and it's not just about reaching goals. You want to be happy while you're doing it. You want to get something out of it beyond just saying, I hit my goal. Um, it's a little bit like that saying of, you don't just want to be um, aiming for the outcome or hoping for the outcome. You would ideally want to be enjoying the process. So when you're thinking about what your goal should be, not just in fitness, I mean, just in everyday life, ideally you want to be thinking about why do you want to, hello, just, hello, sorry, just drinking another dog. Um, so that dog jumped all over me. Um, I think I've got like dog nip on me, I don't know. I don't have a dog. Um, and I've never had dogs. I've always been a cat person, but genuinely, literally dogs just jump at me. Um, so when you are thinking about setting goals, like I say, one of the absolute key things is if you care about the reason that you're setting that goal and it's really personal to you, you're going to enjoy the process so much more. If you enjoy the process so much more, it makes the whole thing much easier, much more enjoyable. Um, and that's one of the key things about goal setting is you want to make it as systematic, as habitual as you can, because then it becomes easier to stick to. And so if you, if you care about the reason you're doing it, that's going to become so much easier for you to do um, over time because it matters to you. So when people talk about the why in things, the why is actually the most important thing, I think, in goal setting because there needs to be a strong reason in your head as to why something matters. So like I said, my absolute, my goals at the moment, I've got a few little things that all kind of come into one big thing is that I want to feel a bit fitter, um, a bit better in my body, mentally, physically, um, I've just got, you know, I've got a few little like targets that I want to work to that all kind of come into this. I want to feel fitter at 40 than I did at 39. Um, and that matters to me because, like I say, generally I felt less confident in the last year. Um, and I want to get back to where I felt about myself a couple of years ago because, um, like, I mean, generally, I think it's it's safe to say, when you speak to most people, most people are like, oh, like, you know, I could do with losing a couple of pounds, you know, like, I'd like to, like, get a bit leaner in that. But do you know what? A few years ago, I was happy. Um, I genuinely was happy with my physique, with my fitness levels. I obviously had things I wanted to work on, but I was pretty confident in myself. Um, and so I kind of want to get back to that mindset. So... My, I suppose my why is a little bit negative in the way that I'm not happy with where I am at the moment, but also positive in I want to get to a point where I felt like I did a few years ago because it was a good place. So, and that matters to me. It's very individual. It's very subjective. Um, and if people go, but you're okay, you don't need, you know, you're not fat, whatever. I'm kind of like, no, I'm not saying I am but I'm saying that I know where I would like to be. Um, and so my why is entirely personal to me. It matters to me. 
And it's not really influenced by what other people are saying because I'm not going, all oh, right, so you don't think I need to lose weight. So actually, do I need to lose weight? Because I am very confident in my head as to where I want to be and why. Um, and so when you're thinking about setting goals, that would be the thing I would say. Um, it doesn't really matter if your goals are kind of bog standard, society standards in terms of fitness, beauty, if they're slightly different. It doesn't matter if they're like challenge-based, physique-based, appearance-based, size-based, weight-based, dress size-based. As long as the reason that you're doing it really fucking matters to you, you've selected a good goal. Because that really fucking matters to you is the thing that's going to help motivate you. It's the thing that's going to make it a more enjoyable process. So moving from... Um, oh, and you know what? Now all the dogs have gone because it's raining. Um, so you might well be able to hear the rain actually in the background. It's really, really boring. It was a dead nice day when I stepped out and I started walking. And now I'm getting very, very wet, but never mind. We'll carry on talking. Um, so having talked about the why and the importance of the why in goal setting, let's assume that you've thought about your why and you have your goal, your goals, um, whether it's one, whether it's one big one and lots of little ones, whether it's just lots of little goals, whatever you've kind of got your goals. We want to start looking at goal setting. So the first thing to do when you've kind of got a goal is to really refine it and get something in your head that's really, really specific about your goal. So when we talk about goal setting, you probably frequently have heard the um, concept of SMART goals. So S-M-A-R-T. So PTs use this a lot. So if you've ever been to a PT, chances are when you've talked about goals, they've looked at them in terms of SMART goals, but not just PTs. This is used in your life coaching. It's used in work, um, office environments, all sorts of things. Lots of different like leadership courses, management courses. will look at goals in terms of SMART goals. So say you've got your, your goal. So let's say that's going to be the really bog standard one. Your goal is you want to lose weight. Okay, that's fine. Let's make it into a SMART goal. So S, S is the first letter. So that stands for specific. So you've got your goal, but you want to make it a specific goal. So losing weight, well, now it's quite generic because, well, do you know what? You lose a pound, you've lost weight. Have you reached your goal? Um, you know, so how much weight do you want to lose? Because... Will you feel like you've achieved your goal when you lose a stone? Or do you want to lose two stone or three stone? Is it half a stone? Um, be specific about your actual goal. So you've thought about it and you've probably got like quite a generic goal. So now make it into something very specific. So I want to lose four stone, three stone, two stone. Maybe you're running a marathon. Now, do you just want to complete a marathon? Or do you want to complete a marathon in under four hours, under five hours, under three hours? Um, maybe you want to lift more weight. Well, how much weight do you want to lift? Do you want to deadlift two times your body weight? Do you want to deadlift your body weight? Do you want to squat your body weight two times your body weight? Think about your goal and make it into something really, really specific. So not just... Um, I would like to get fitter. Well, what does fitter mean to you? What specifically 
when you achieve it, we'll be like, I am fitter than I was. So make your goal specific. Let me come on to M. So M is measurable. You need to make your goal measurable as well as specific because, so, okay, my example, losing weight. Well, that's pretty measurable because you can use scales. Um, so you're saying, well, my specific goal is I want to lose three stone. Well, that's okay. So you weigh yourself at the start and you keep weighing yourself. You're going to know where you are on that goal because you're going to know how much weight you've lost already. You're not going to know when you hit it because it's measurable. It doesn't have to be scales um, because you could have say, I want to lose weight, but you could be basing it on photos. You could be basing it on um, body fat. You could be basing it on dress size. Um, whatever you specifically specified, how are you going to measure that progress? Um, you know, say you're going to be running a marathon. Well, actually, that's a pretty measurable goal in itself because at some point you are going to run 26.1 miles. Um, so it's a measurable goal. Um, there is a way of checking that you've done it. If you've gone down, say something like, I want to lift more weight. Well, you know how much weight is on your bar each time you lift. And you've been specific about how much you want to reach. And you're always going to know where you are in terms of progress because you're constantly, when you're picking the bar up, you're not just not looking at how much is on it. You're always checking how much is on it. So measurable, a measurable goal in relation to how specific your goal is. The A in SMART sounds, that stands for achievable. So your goal wants to be achievable. Um, you know, so you don't want to say, say you've never ever run before in your life, like you haven't run 500 meters and you want to run a marathon. Is saying I want to run a marathon achievable if you've never run before? Yes, it completely is because you just build up and you start running a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. It's completely achievable. Now is running your first ever marathon in two hours achievable when you've never run before? Well, no, because to be honest, we're getting to world record territory there. And unless you're like Mo Farah, you're probably not going to be running a marathon in that kind of time, even if you've run loads before. So when you're setting yourself a goal, it does have to be achievable. Because if it's not achievable, then it's going to become really disheartening. So when you're setting yourself a goal, as well as it being specific, as well as you being able to measure your progress on it, you want it to feel like you can do it. It might be challenging. It might be tough. It might take a long time, but you want it to be achievable. The R is realistic. So how realistic is your goal when you think about it? So this is where it kind of matters that you've already thought about your goal in terms of your why. Because when we say, is it realistic? Does it fit in with your lifestyle? Does it align with your values? Because if you want to do something, so you've got a goal, for example, that in order to achieve it, you're going to have to go to the gym every morning before work. Well, is that realistic? Is there a gym open near you that you can go to at that time? 
if you have a family, if you have kids, do you have childcare so that you can get up and go to the gym at that time? If you're training for a marathon and you're thinking about, well, do you know what? At the weekend, I'm going to have to go out for a three, four hour run for like however many weeks on the trot. Does your home life allow you to do that? Because in reality, if it doesn't, if you're not going to be able to do it, then actually it's not a realistic goal. And it doesn't even need to be practical things. Um, you know, it could be that actually just the things you will have to do to reach your goal, just don't sit with your own moral compass. Don't sit with the way you want to live your life. Um, just practically would cause conflict. At which point are you likely to see your goals through if they're not particularly realistic to your life? So that's why if you've already thought about your why, um, they probably will already automatically be realistic because if you've already thought about your why, you've already decided that this goal is something that actually really fucking matters to you. So it is going to align with your values and in reality, um, you're probably willing to do whatever you need to do sacrifice-wise to make it a realistic goal, like the time-wise and stuff like that, because it really matters. So the final um, letter in the SMART goal is T. So this is for time scale or time-based. So your goal should be time-based because... If you just say like, oh, I want to lose, I want to lose three stone one day. Okay, that's fine. But if you kind of keep saying, oh, like one day I'll lose weight, you're always going to put it off. And this is where you get this kind of like diet starts Monday kind of like culture. Because if you don't give yourself a sort of specific time to achieve something in, it's really easy to let it run. So it's very often why, for example, brides do find they often have a lot of success in fitting into their wedding dress. Because once you've booked that wedding, you've got a very specific time goal there. If you want to lose like a certain amount of weight to fit into a dress, you have to do it by the wedding day. So there's a very specific time set there. Um, it's why we, I'd always say to somebody, if you wanted to run a marathon, don't marathon train and then book the marathon in book the marathon in and then start training because once you've got that thing in stone set then you've got that time scale to work towards so time scales need to be precise but they also again need to be realistic so if you're going to say I want to lose three stone well saying you want to lose three stone in two weeks isn't realistic so time-based works both ways you don't want to leave something open-ended because if you leave it open-ended, you have no reason to not put things off. But equally, you want to make the timescales realistic enough that you can actually achieve it. So if you've never run before, then giving yourself three weeks to train for a marathon is not going to see you in a successful position. So you've got your goal. You've thought about your why. You've done the smart goal thing on it. That will have refined it a little bit because... You've now put something really specific on it. You've changed your I want to lose weight to I want to lose a specific amount of weight. 
you've set yourself a time period that's realistic you've thought about how achievable it is you've thought about how you're going to monitor it so how you're going to measure your progress and you've thought about how realistic it is to fit it into your life into your lifestyle um and now you've got a really defined goal so now you want to look at putting it in practice so this is where it really depends on what your goal is and it can get it can be really really simple or it can be a little bit more complicated so you might have quite a a confined goal um in which case you could just break it down you might find that you've got a really big goal and this is why i'm saying that when you're thinking about your whys and your reasons and your goals you're not necessarily going to have just one goal now you might with fitness you might just have one goal or you might actually have a much bigger broader goal that has lots of little goals fitted into it or you might have loads of little goals or a mixture of big goals little goals long-term goals shorter-term goals um so let's take keep it really simple and say you've got a goal um like a really specific goal like you want to lose three stone or you want to run a marathon so you have those goals you've you've defined them you've refined them you know exactly what you want to do so now you need to work about how you're going to do it so i like to think about this as if i was doing like a work project so imagine you're writing a report for work and someone says you need to present this report in a month's time um to the board okay fine so you're not just going to start writing a report um i would hope you weren't you're going to sit down and you're going to think right okay so what does the report need to include um how long is it going to take me to do each element um and when do i need to have each element done by so what you you know what you might do is you might say right okay so it's thursday so by the end of tomorrow i want to have planned my report and know when i need to have done each section by so you might spend a day sitting down and planning okay so what's going to be in my report what do i need to cover what topics do i need to cover what headings do i need to have um how am i going to structure it and then you're going to look at each section and go okay so what do i need for each set to write each section is there areas where i need to do some research are there some papers i need to read is there some market um research that i need to read um you know are there people i need to speak to are there other teams that i need input from are there tests or experiments that need to be carried out do i need to go to other people to do those do i need to do them um how long are they going to take um and you plan everything out and you go right okay so you know this is going to take this long this is going to take this long i need this person to do this it's probably going to take them this long and you work out right who do i need to speak to who do i need to request information from when do i need it back from them um where what do i need to do what do i need to read what do i need to look, look into what i do what do i need to test how long is that going to take me um when do i need to do that by you know when am i going to set aside time to write write the sections do i need to send it to someone once i've written it to proof um do i need to send it to someone to sign off um you know how much time do i need to then prepare to present it to the board do i need to write a speech do i need to practice a speech how am i going to present it and you kind of work out a timeline and you break it down into lots of little bits and then the next four weeks 
you you do each individual little bit so you're not just writing a report for a month what you're actually in reality doing is you might be spending two days reading papers for research you might be spending two days talking to colleagues in meetings to get findings on their expertise um, you might be spending three days writing um, you might be spending a day or half a day in a meeting with your manager to talk it through and then making amendments you might be spending half a day writing a presentation to present the findings or present the report you're not spending one month just writing a report you're spending a month doing lots of little individual tasks that are all very specific and each one of them is essentially a mini goal but the mini goals add up to your overall goal if you've written your report so if you think about your overall goal the way to tackle it is to have a little mini planning stage so okay i want to lose weight so how am i going to do that well first i need to know what am i actually doing at the moment how many calories am i actually eating a day at the moment how many calories am i actually burning a day at the moment once you know so that could be that's your first task if you don't until you know that you can't really do very much so you might actually spend the first week or two of your goal just tracking what you're currently doing changing nothing and just seeing where you're at getting an idea once you've got an idea then you can start to tackle it so you might be like right okay i need to look at my diet i need to look at reducing my calorie intake how am i going to do that but equally be like right actually i'm only walking five thousand steps at the moment so i need to look at increasing my knee i need to look at increasing how much i move throughout the day you know i'm not currently exercising so i need to start incorporating some exercising so you start to break down your big goal into lots of little elements that combine together are going to help you get to the point where you lose weight but individually they're all in themselves little mini goals because you might find that actually you find walking more dead simple and that's something that you kind of just once you start it just becomes a habit and it's really easy but you might struggle a lot more with your calorie intake and how much you're eating and you might need to then break that down into sort of like several mini little stages where you maybe adjust one meal at a time so you start looking at what you're eating for breakfast but you kind of keep lunch and dinner the same and then you start looking at dinner and then you start looking at snacks so when you're coming to look at a goal you've defined it to a very specific thing you then want to sit down and have a little planning stage where you kind of break down exactly what you need to do to reach that goal into the absolute minute and some of the things might be one-off really basic tasks um, and other things are obviously going to be more routine things things that you need to make habit things that you need to do on a regular basis but you need to know exactly what you need to do in order to be able to do it so for example say you wanted to train for a 10k and you don't currently run at all well do you know what the first thing you need to do is you need to make sure you've got some running here so that could be one of the things on your list of planning and it's a one-off task and it's dead quick and it's dead simple and it's literally just a one-off 
oh, I need to buy some trainers, I need to buy some gym kit. But you do need to do it. It is a thing because if you're planning and you kind of plan in all these different runs and you're like on a Monday, I'm going to do this run, on a Tuesday, I'm going to do this run, on a Wednesday, I'm going to do yoga. And then you actually come to run out the door and you haven't got any trainers. Obviously, that's going to be a stumbling block in you actually completing the runs. So your starting point with any goal is to kind of split it down into lots of little small tasks and planning how you're going to do them whether they're one-off things whether they're regular things like every monday i'm going to run after work on a saturday i'm going to run first thing in the morning and kind of plan it in so you know exactly what you're doing when so instead of it being this overwhelming kind of like oh my god i've got this massive task and i've no idea where to start actually you're not even thinking about it because you've planned it in so that it's just almost appointments or things on your to-do list or appointments in your calendar and it's just you do that and you're not thinking when you go out for your first run and it's three kilometers you're not thinking oh my god i've got to train for a marathon you're thinking today i have to run three kilometers and then as the weeks progress and the runs get longer you're still not thinking oh my god i've got to train for a marathon you're just thinking this week i need to go out for four runs losing weight you're not thinking oh my god i need to lose three stone you're just thinking today i need to eat two thousand calories um or today i need to hit twenty thousand steps and eat two thousand calories um and you break your task you break your overall goal into lots of little tasks lots of little habits lots of little things almost like mini goals and those things build up for you to reach your overall goal so again, this is a really good thing to do. If you've got a PT or a, a, an online coach, it's a really good thing to do with them because it's often a lot easier to look at somebody else's goals um, objectively and kind of advise than it is for you to look at your own goals and try and break them down because mentally it can feel like a bit of a challenge. Um, even if you have in your head I'm going to keep to, you know, smart goals. I'm going to keep to achievable goals. It can be a lot harder for you to kind of break these things down when they're about yourself in very much the same way that, you know, when you're talking to your friend about a problem, you're like, oh, I'll give them advice. It's dead easy because it's so much easier to give advice about yourself, about someone else, than it is to give yourself the same advice. Because I think when it comes to ourselves, we tend to kind of like, we overwhelm ourselves and we're also a little bit more reluctant to kind of give ourselves advice and follow it because we don't want to make the wrong decision about ourselves um, and it's a lot harder to look at ourselves objectively. So it might be that actually, you know, your goals, you've got lots of goals that interwind. It might be that you've got lots of goals, but kind of when you get to the planning stage, you're like, actually, do you know what? I can't do all of these at once. So what I need to do is maybe focus on this to start with and get this ingrained as a habit in my life and then look at some of these other goals later. It might be that you find that actually, do you know what? You need to break down, you, although you've got your one defined goal, you need to break it down into several smaller goals. So for example, if you're looking to lose three stone, what it might be easier to do is say, actually what I want to do is break this down into three or four goals 
And at first I want to lose half a stone and then I want to lose a stone and then I want to lose two stone and then I want to lose three stone. Um, because mentally that feels a little bit more achievable. Um, so there's nothing wrong with sort of having your big overall goal um, and then breaking that down into smaller goals and then doing the smart goal thing with each of those and then breaking each one of those down into achievable actions and putting those achievable actions into your sort of diary, into your daily life and working at it that way. But when you think about it like that, it almost sounds boring. It almost sounds really systematic. And it almost, I don't know. I think sometimes in our head, when we think about goals, we almost think about like Rocky movie montages. And we think about like, oh, it's like super challenges. And we're going to be, you know, like, we're going to be the rookie in a film who can't get over the wall at army training. And the army officer wants us to kick us out. And then we're going to go get up and do lots of training in the middle of the night in secret. And then we're going to shock everyone on the day of the test. Um, well, actually, in reality, goal setting is pretty boring. It's pretty systematic. It's pretty formulaic. Um, because that's how you kind of successfully get these things as habits in your life. You kind of just do things. You rinse, wash, repeat kind of thing. Um, wash, rinse, repeat. I can't remember which way that goes around, but that sort of thing. It's it's not really dramatic. It's it is pretty simple. It is pretty formula based. Um, but that's why it can be so successful because it isn't based on whims. It isn't based on um magic or like pure grit. It is based on sort of habit forming and just dogged consistency because you're going to have periods of time where things drop off you're going to have periods of time where you know some of your habits drop off or you have like less good weeks and better good weeks but it's about that consistency and that's where you start to see success um so obviously having the passion and the the genuine reason why you want something is important to have there but equally that alone isn't enough because do you know what I think like genuinely I don't think any people would be lying if they said that they wanted to be a little bit thinner um you know and a little bit healthier but that genuine want alone isn't enough you have to do the actions to back it up because obviously if it was literally a case of oh if you want it enough it'll just happen there would be no fitness industry, there'd be no health industry, there'd be no like, you know, um, self-improvement industry, because all you'd have to do is really, really want something and it would just happen. That's not the case. You have to work towards things. And it's the marriage of the two. So it's the having the passion, it's having the why for your goal. But then it's also having the plan and the systematic um, habits in place the systems and the habits and the merger of the two so that when you start to like get that little bit of resistance to i really can't be bothered today the passion of the why can step in and make you think no 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 this is important to me so i'm still going to do it but then equally the systems and the habits are just there in place so that you're not constantly having to use that kind of passion and that as a motivation. Um, so that's a little bit about goal setting. Um, 
in a nutshell. Like I say, I think it's something that everybody can do and it isn't just about fitness. You can do it in any aspect of your life. Um, but it does really work well in fitness. Um, and it's something you can do yourself. You do not need somebody to do it for you. You don't need to pay someone. But equally, if you're a little bit confused, if you're not sure, um, spending a little bit of time with a coach, having a few sessions, um, and it doesn't even need to be face-to-face. You could use an online coach for this kind of thing just as effectively. It can be really useful um, in just helping you define exactly what your goals are and how you can achieve them. Um, it does sound a little bit, like I say, a little bit dull at times, but it's just really, really important to kind of know what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it. Um, because when you get that in place, then actually following through and actually doing it becomes so much more achievable. Um, and like I say, especially on the basis that you kind of get to the point where when you first start to do something, you're really, really motivated. Um, you really, really want to do it. Um, and you kind of go, you know, all in. Um, but things tend to take time, you know, like most goals are not going to be achieved overnight. And that initial motivation is always going to wane. And especially if you don't see results straight away, it can be really, really hard to kind of push through. And I think that's where the goal setting planning kind of comes in. Because if you know in your head that you know, I'm planning on doing this this week and that next week and that the week after and then that in a few months' time. And you know in your head how you're planning on building up towards your goal. If things feel a little bit flat in the first few weeks, they don't feel like you're maybe getting anywhere, you have that thing in your mind about where you're working towards, why you're doing the things now and what those things are setting up as foundations in order to be able to move forward. So the planning kind of stage can also help with kind of like the initial few weeks when you haven't quite seen any results yet to kind of give you the push through um, that kind of keeps you on track because you know where you're trying to get to. Um, it's, a, it's kind of like a trend across fitness because if you've ever heard people talk about, I mean, you might have read my blogs, I've talked about this in um, numerous blogs before, things like the fitness pyramid, where you start with the foundations and you build up. So if you decided to start, for example, the fitness pyramid is kind of like you've got your energy balance as the foundations, and then you look at macronutrients, you look at micronutrients, um, you look at supplements, meal supplements, and you look at um, timings of meals. Now, if you haven't got the energy in, energy out balance correct for you and your goals, then looking at supplements, looking at meal timings is really a little bit pointless because you're kind of trying to build this pyramid from the top downwards rather than from the bottom upwards. And generally, if you ever think about, I'm not a house builder, if you think about building a house and if you think I'll start building the roof and then I'll think about laying the foundation, your house is obviously not going to stay up. Um, So generally, like most things in fitness, most kind of generally accepted systems kind of work on the same thing um, that the goal setting system works with in that you have to sort of start with a foundation of what's your goal going to be, why is your goal going to be that, then you build up to refining the goal, then you build up to planning 
for the goal before you even start trying to work towards the goal. Because if you just go straight into trying to achieve a goal without thinking about how, without thinking about why, um, are you likely to be successful? And the answer is no. So realistically, with everything in fitness, generally, um, apart from really, really talented individuals, um, you know, people who have real natural ability with things, people that kind of just find that they're naturally good at things, in general, um, we all kind of need to go through things in a process, in a managed kind of measured way, if we want to see success. And if you think about like, even think about your most um, talented sports people. So think about, you know, footballers who play at the highest level. Think about tennis players who play at Grand Slams, who win Wimbledon and things like that. They didn't just, you know, start kicking a ball or pick up a tennis racket and just immediately become elite sports people. Now, they might have had natural talent, that, like raw talent or something about them that went, coaches when scouts looked at them they went wow yeah there's something about them they have something they have their talent but they honed that talent they worked through that talent and they did that through using processes you know um you know tennis players they might be naturally really very good when they're children but they get you know they go to coaching schools they do junior tournaments they do lots of development you know, and they go from junior tournaments to kind of like adult tournaments, but at a much lower level, they build up to bigger tournaments and bigger tournaments and bigger tournaments until they get to the point where they're at the level that they can say win Wimbledon. Footballers the same, you know, junior players, they go to academies, they learn their craft, they start playing in youth teams. When they start playing for the, you know, for the main teams in sort of Premier League clubs, they don't normally make their debuts um, in, you know, like massive derbies or big European games. They start playing, you know, like in maybe the slightly smaller tournaments. So generally, you know, teams like Man United put out their younger teams, their less experienced teams in, you know, those little cups that they're less interested in winning. Um, and then the players kind of, they get their experience there and then they start to develop. So at all levels of, I suppose, sport and fitness, you have that kind of system where you start with a foundation and you build up. And it's always done in a very planned, very progressive way. It's not just done ad hoc. Um, it is a planned process. It's a, a managed process. And you've got to think about your own goals in the same kind of way. Um, it might sound like I, as I said before, it might sound a little bit boring, a little bit dull, a little less um, exciting, but generally it's how success happens. I mean, not just in fitness and lots of things, but like definitely in fitness. Um, it's a really solid way of working towards achieving your goals. So that's about as much as I'm going to say today. Um, I hope this is of some kind of use. I hope it got you thinking about you know, how you're maybe selecting your own goals. And then once you've selected them, how you're actually going about looking to implement them. Um, because that is really, it's really the start process of any kind of, you know, new phase of your own fitness. Um, and if it's implemented correctly, 
um, it can really be the building blocks for success and making you also enjoy the actual process while you're working towards goals as well. Um, but if you've got any questions, please feel free to reach out. Um, you can reach me via the podcast, um, whatever channel that you're listening to it on. But you can also reach me um, via Instagram, heather.sherwood, or on Facebook. Um, I have a page called Heather Sherwood Fitness, um, or on Twitter, heather.sherwood again. Um, I think all of my um, details are listed in my bio. And so, yeah, any questions, please feel free to reach out. Um, other than that, I hope that I will either um, speak to you on here again soon or that I will actually speak to you in person. Have a great day.